0: hello and welcome to the cowboy jesus podcast riding the rodeo of religion and life this is steve poos benson thank you for listening this is episode 45 you know today i want to explore What to do when your faith falls apart? What are you to do when your faith falls apart? I've been thinking about this a lot since I've been uh, having conversations with ex-evangelicals. Hopefully you're coming to know and understand this term and maybe introducing uh introducing yourself some people. You've heard me talk a lot recently about who ex-evangelicals are. These people were once a part of the evangelical world, the church and its community, but something has happened in their life and their faith and they've decided to leave the evangelical church now you know i consider this to be a hero's journey leaving the evangelical church is one of the most difficult and challenging things someone can do i remember when i had my own faith awakening and i stepped away from the evangelical church it's like you know it's like having your heart ripped open it's like burying your soul it's like Stepping out of a community that has loved you and cared about you. For some people, since their infancy and they're surrounded by their families, their communities. And then something happens and you can no longer stay anymore. You know, what causes it? I've really studied this over the years. What causes it? Um, I've uh, reflected on my own life and reflected when I've talked with other people about what causes this This uh, process of deconstruction that's what it's called now I used to call it when I was uh, going through just a faith crisis but a good term is deconstruction we actually deconstruct everything that you believed you know what causes this deconstruction I think you know sometimes it's education you go to college uh, you begin taking classes and talking with people different than you you get exposed to other ways of thinking and suddenly you begin to realize There's more to life and to God than your your evangelical faith and what it has taught you over the years. And so you begin to change and expand. You know, travel can also do this. Uh, Maybe some of you have felt felt this yourself. You travel to a different country. You're exposed to different people with different cultures. And you realize that your faith has to somehow expand to include these new people. And for some, this goes beyond proselytizing to them. That's what often happens in the evangelical world. Uh, There's a new culture, culture, and they send out missionaries to proselytize and change them. But for some people, it's seeing that these other cultures are good just the way they are, that God is working through them. They're okay. They don't need to have Jesus in their life for them to be a part of God's kingdom. But this starts them questioning their own beliefs, and their own doctrines, everything that uh, that they used to know about God begins to change. You know, for others, what propels them to leave the church is a crisis of some kind. There's been an accident, a death, an illness. Uh, suddenly, you begin to question everything you learned about God. How can a good, loving God allow this tragedy to happen? Maybe you've been praying for someone, and they die. Maybe you've been praying for yourself, and uh, you have an illness, uh, you've had your own brush with death, and you think, you know, how can God allow this to happen? And you begin to question. You know, for others, the process just simply happens. You know, the teachings of the church feel somehow false. You just begin to question and doubt. People around you keep telling you not to question, not to doubt, but you just can't help it. The more you question the more they tell you not to it only brings up more questions the wider the gap becomes and suddenly you can't stay any longer in the evangelical church that you're a part of or even in the larger evangelical movement in general you know for me i believe one of the best proofs that god exists is this type of spiritual growth it's only a god of the future that would propel you into something new it's only god that will lead you out of the secure known into the wondrous expanse of the unknown there's only one problem with this type of growth is that it can be and it is terrifying it's existential it's in your face and it can feel dark man when i was going through it it felt dark when you leave the evangelical world it can feel like you've stepped into an abyss and the risk of losing your soul in hell, because that's what they told you was going to happen uh, your whole life. Leave the church, question the church, and you're going to go to hell. You know, back when I threw this, went through this, uh, this time of deconstruction, it felt like everything was falling apart on me. It was a hard time. It's a time filled with anger, fear, and loneliness. You know, when I talk about a faith crisis and deconstruction, you know, I've been there. I've gone through this several times in my own life as I've gone through one faith crisis crisis or one spiritual stage of growth leading to another. You know, I know this journey. I've crossed the desert a few times. I've helped countless other people in their spiritual journey through 38 years of ministry. I've taught classes in deconstruction and faith development to grad students at Regis University. I know the paths, I know the landmarks and the landmines that mark the spiritual journey. It's because of my own spiritual journey, my conversations with ex-evangelicals who are in the midst of deconstructing, that I want to offer a few insights that might help in the journey. There's a list of nine things that I recommend, and I hesitate to say these are the nine things to do, blah, 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 to get through the spiritual journey. I mean, I'm always leery of people who have it nailed down, Uh, like life is a simple list of nine or ten steps that you need to do to be successful. So, while I'm leery that I'm going to offer them as just things, nine things that you can do or just nine steps that you can do uh, that I've offered to others. That I've guided across the spiritual wasteland, I want to offer them to you. So here are the nine things that I encourage people do as they wander across the spiritual wasteland. Okay, if you're an evangelical, or even if you're just a mainline Protestant, and things begin to uh, fall apart on you, and this is these things are also good uh, when just life falls apart on you. It doesn't even need to be a faith crisis. It's just when Life falls apart on you, and you uh, have lost your way in life, you know what? What do you do? Okay, so faith crisis one step one embrace the chaos Embrace the chaos. I get it. You feel nothing but great pain. You're bombarded with deep hard feelings What I encourage you to do is go with the feelings lean into them scream cry curse beat on a pillow It's okay to step outside and shake your fist to the sky and scream, God damn you, God. Do it. Go for it. It's holy cursing. Weep, cry, moan, feel the pain. It's all good and right and acceptable. If you need to scream at your old church, then do so. If you need to scream at your family, then do so. A pastor, a professor, if you need to scream at them, you know what? then do so. If you feel angry because you feel you've been duped or lied to your whole life, then you know what? Shake your fist and be angry. It's holy anger. It's righteous indignation. And it's vitally important that you give yourself the permission to scream. I know it's exhausting. I know it's tiring. I know it can feel all-consuming. It's the only thing you're feeling. I'm. If the only thing you're feeling is angry, you know, It's okay. You have to do this. It's okay for you to feel this way. It's chaotic. It's topsy-turvy. Everything you used to have your life anchored with is gone. It sucks. I know it. But it's where you are. You have to embrace it. You really have no other choice. You have to embrace the chaos. But then... The second thing i want you to do is i want you to celebrate the chains are off i have a friend who went through uh, this phase of darkness and chaos he was he described he was stuck in a very restrictive religion a very uh, restrictive mormon household and he felt as though he said his heart and brain were chained when he finally had the courage to uh, suck it up and leave his family his friends and his church community behind he was on the one hand terrified, but then when he let go, he felt free. He wanted to dance with joy, celebrate. There was nothing and no one that was holding him back any longer. There was no one telling him what to believe. You know, He had complete permission to figure it out on his own. You know, That's what I want to tell you. Deconstruct with joy. Tear it all apart. Take the chains off your brain. Take the chains off your head. You know, every time, uh, when I went through this, rather, when I went through this time, I remember I was going to cry one moment for everything that I had lost, then I felt like laughing the next because I felt completely free. Get outside. Stand in the sun. And know you're going towards a new place. You're not there yet. That's why you have to embrace the chaos but you're going, and it will feel good. It will feel very good. I promise you. So celebrate. You know that's why I think you know even if your life is in the middle of not just a faith crisis but a life crisis, you know, and, you, and your life is kind of falling apart. There is that pain of leaving it behind, but it's also a time to celebrate. You're going to something new. You are free to explore. So celebrate. Then you know, the next thing I want you to do, uh, step three, is enjoy the spiritual journey. You know It's not so much that you've lost your faith, as your faith is changing. That's a key thing. You haven't lost your faith. Your faith is changing. For you to grow in your spiritual faith, you need to move beyond where you currently are. Faith is not a static thing. It's a movement. Your pain and anguish... Joy and celebration are a sure sign that you're moving forward in your faith. You know, here's a, there's a book. There's a guy by the name of James Fowler who wrote a book called Stages of Faith. Find the book and read it. It's dated. I think it was published back in the 1980s. But it was a seminal work where he describes the different changes of faith. If you don't want to read the book, then Google his name, James Fowler, Stages of Faith. And there's tons of. Of websites about it that kind of outline his basic thinking and what's powerful is you'll learn uh, Where you are in your faith development? You you'll understand where you are in your stage journey your faith stage journey and what's cool about it Is because once you kind of land uh, Understand where you are it understands where you're going and you are going some. Where It might suck right now, but eventually you're going to get a place where you're going to relish the journey. So learn to embrace the faith journey. It's a journey. Embrace it. Enjoy the journey. Four, leave the doctrines and dogmas behind. It's freeing. To leave all the structures and rules that have bound you for so many years. You know, while they once gave you a strong sense of identity, you know, let's face it, they no longer work. It's okay to let them go. You don't need them anymore. The Apostles' Creed, leave it. The Nicene Creed, stop saying it. The doctrine of the virgin birth, junk it. Whatever it is that has been confining you or you just don't get, you don't understand, you don't believe in, it's time to just give yourself the permission to let these things go. It's like peeling off the chains one at a time. You, know, you didn't even know you don't even really need to take the time to understand, well, what is an icing creed? Why don't I disagree with it? Why can't I affirm it anymore? You know, you don't really need to do that. If they're weighing you down, it's time to take these chains off step outside and beyond them it's okay to leave the doctrines and the dogmas behind step five cross the desert you know this new phase will feel like a desert for a while there's no getting around it you have to cross this desert when i was going through my own deconstruction i was in seminary Uh, seminary they used to joke was a cemetery for your faith uh, it prompted a huge faith crisis for me. I was in my um, early 20s. I'm now 61, but I can still look back and get right in touch with where I was with all that pain. I, I literally was tearing apart everything I used to believe was true. I remember uh, thinking in my sophomore year, my middle year of seminary, that there's no way I could be a pastor because I didn't believe a damn thing. I couldn't figure out who I was, what I was, what I believed in, what I believed about God, what I believed about Jesus, what I believed about the Bible, what I believed about doctrines, what I believed, what I believed, what I believed. I could not, could not figure it out. So I figured if I couldn't figure it out, then I had no, no way could I be a pastor. So um, I decided to drop out of seminary. I filled out the papers i went to the admin office got the papers to drop out of seminary filled them all out um, but here it's a really kind of a funny story before i took the papers uh, back to the office i decided to make myself a cup of tea it was i'll never forget it celestial seasons red zinger and as the water boiled on the side of the boxes of celestial seasons Se- celestial seasonings they have all these pithy sayings on the side of the box. Now I was reading them. And one saying jumped out at me. <clears throat> I'll never forget it. It was like God working through a little line on a box of tea. And it changed the course of my life. I have never forgotten it. The saying read, Before you can offer someone a cup of water to drink, you must first cross the desert yourself. That rang my inner bell. Before you can offer someone a cup of water to drink, you must first cross the desert yourself. I was crossing a desert. I wanted to offer some people cool water to to drink. I mean, I felt called to do it. I felt God had called me to do it. And here I was in the middle of this vast chaos, this crazy junk of my faith and my life. And... I didn't know what to do, but I knew I wanted to offer someone a cup of cool water to drink. So I realized I had to cross the desert myself. I had to get across this desert. And I've really become that is a key thing. The same goes for you. You have to cross this desert. If you want to offer someone eventually something to drink, you have to cross this desert. No, but you need to do that by trust that many hundreds of thousands of people have crossed this same desert. Yes, it's you and your journey, and it feels like you're you're lost, but you need to know that there are many people who have blazed the trail in front of you. They have left breadcrumbs. They have left rock cairns. They have left signs for you to follow. And you know there are spiritual oases ahead where you can pause and rest your soul, but you know what? you gotta I mean, you just can't sit and sulk forever at some part, at some point, you gotta get up and you got to start the journey. you gotta start crossing the desert yourself. But you should not go alone, look for spiritual masters. Here's a key saying that I want you to hang on to. When the student is ready, a mentor, appears again when the student is ready a mentor appears think about this katniss had her haymitch luke had his obi-wan you too will find a guide she will be a wise soul he will be a spiritual master but they will know the paths ahead and how to guide you you know here's some key read great books you hear a few authors that I've used uh, to guide me. The Buddhist priest Pema Chodron. I've read the Dalai Lama Thich Han, Lama Suri Das Rumi, Rob Bell, James Fowler, Stephen Covey, Wendell Berry, Brian McLaren, Marcus Borg. There are so many spiritual guides that are out there. Uh, reach out to people. Um, Find a therapist. I mean, uh, my shrink, <laughs> I've been in therapy in and out my entire life as I've gone through all these spiritual changes. You know, find a good therapist. They're all here to help you. But you also need your uh, your to allow your BS detector to be uh, on high alert because there's a lot of people who will claim to be spiritual guides who don't know the first thing. Thing about how to guide a soul sometimes you just need to watch out your guide might just bump into you you literally be introduced by by them by someone and it'll be like hey where have you been my whole life keep your eyes open and your heart open keep your bs detector open because there's some people going to want to be your spiritual guide and they'll and they'll really have no idea uh, how to do it they're gonna want to give you all the answers they're going to want to tell you all the different things you got to believe well you got to figure this stuff out for yourself you have to cross the desert yourself but you got to look for a good guide and that kind of leads me to the next thing don't go alone that's part of the guide don't go alone find a faith community now this could be a bit frightening you might have just left a church a synagogue a sangha or a temple and you left because they were the ones who kept the rules And they might even have booted you out. If you weren't going to leave, they were going to boot you out. So why would you want to rejoin another community? I believe because it's not good to go alone. Not every faith community is rigid and closed. There are several that are open to new ideas. They're expansive in their thinking. And they're radically inclusive of all people. Look for them. Look for a group of like-minded people. You know, I offer to you my church Columbine United Church Come join us. We're in the pandemic. So we're not face-to-face, but we're online Uh, You can listen to this podcast read my blog Cowboy Jesus You know there are communities you might find them on the internet You might find them by googling around you might find them on social media Uh, It's just Helpful to find a group of people who are asking the same questions uh, Like Google progressive churches, but I found also lately. There's a lot of really conservative churches Who are marketing themselves as progressive churches? That's why you need your BS detector Because uh, I was like like I googled that here in Denver and there is a um, There's a consortium of progressive churches. There's about 20 of us in the metro area and so I googled that, thinking I'd find that uh, consortium, instead I found all these really uber-conservative church who are marketing themselves as progressive. So watch out for them. Uh, BS detector going off. But uh, google gaychurch.org. That's how you can find a really radically inclusive church. Uh, More Light Presbyterians. Those are the inclusive Presbyterians. Open and affirming United Church of Christ. Open and Firming are radically inclusive Reconciling United Methodist uh, That's also uh, for the United Methodist Church radically inclusive There's also a lot of ex-evangelical churches that are opening uh, Google evangelical church You know uh, these people are all getting together. They're helping you ask the right questions One of the things I'd look for is also kind of a um, a group of people that are is multi generational, just not young people, just not old people, but people from across the age generations. So there can be a wonderful kind of helpful dialogue between people on all different uh, stages of their faith development. Uh, step eight. Step eight. Explore other faiths and religions. You know. I believe the other religions are a treasure trove of great ideas, concepts, and spiritual paths. During my times of chaos, um, I discovered Buddhism, Taoism, Sufi, pagan beliefs. And for me, I felt like I was drinking from a cool pool of spiritual waters. Um, Each of these religions are beautiful traditions that will guide you forward. For your entire life, people have told you these religions are guiding people to hell. Well, you're going to discover they're not. When you start reading and talking to people of other faiths, you will see how God is working through them in dynamic ways. Start with a few like this. I want you to read a couple books. Awakening the Buddha Within by Lama Suri Das. Great book. An Introduction to Buddhism. Uh, Try this, Houston Smith, the world religions. Uh, Smith does did he did an amazing thing. He's not just studied the world religions, but for a decade, (coughs) excuse me, for a decade he became a part of of a he became a Buddhist for ten years, became a Muslim for ten years, became a Hindu for ten years. He went to the different religious organizations. He found a spiritual mentor. He really kind of immersed himself in the different world religions. And out of it, he's he wrote all of his work. So uh, I really enjoy and appreciate Houston Smith's work, *The World Religions*. Um, here's a great book about Hinduism. Try *Yoga: The Soul's Quest for the True Self* by Stephen Cope. *Yoga: The Soul's Quest for the True Self*. You know, these three books are books that I used that opened all kinds of doors for me. I just started uh, going to different places. Um, you know, for me, one of the things I did is I started going to yoga not as a form of exercise, but as a form of spiritual practice. I found Hindu yoga teachers so that they were enmeshed in the yoga that, or in the Hindu tradition that spawned yoga. So that was a huge awakening for me. My yoga practice. So uh, explore other faith traditions. You know, one of the things that you'll discover is what it means to be spiritually fluid. I'm going to do a podcast on that here a little bit later, uh, sometime over the next couple of weeks, about what does it mean to be spiritually fluid? The ability to go from one religion to another. When one religion is not enough, be spiritually fluid. All right, last step, look for new sources of joy. It's time to experience joy. Find joy in the simple things. A cup of coffee. A walk on a mountain trail. sitting in the spring sun. Enjoy friendship. Good books. Great movies. Take a road trip. My gosh, now that the pandemic is over, take a road trip. It's not over, but we're getting there. Get vaccinated. Go on a road trip. You don't call it a joy ride for nothing. I mean, get to travel around. See new places of the country. See what's going on in the round uh, world around you. If something doesn't feel right, then stop doing it. If something doesn't feel right, stop doing it. If someone doesn't feel right, then stop talking to them. Don't listen to their line of BS of what they're trying to feed you. Allow your BS detector to go off. Even with me, if you don't like this this podcast, then allow your BS detector to go off. It is okay. The chains are coming off. You have full permission to question and doubt anything. If it doesn't, something doesn't feel right, then stop doing it. But look for joy. Laugh. Laugh with joy. You're no longer bound by restrictive religions or relationships. Life is yours to joy. You might have had your soul ripped out of your heart. I'm sorry that you're going through this miserable time. But I know it can lead you to a new f- future where you're discovered life, faith, Friendships and yes, even God in new and profound ways. So here they are. Here they are. Embrace the chaos. Celebrate. Enjoy the spiritual journey. Leave the doctrines and dogmas behind. Cross the desert. Look for spiritual masters. Don't go alone. Explore other faiths and religions. Look for new sources of joy. You know, okay, it's nine steps. I know that's kind of stupid. Life is not as simple as nine, nine steps to spiritual wholeness. But I, it's just things that I want to offer to you, for you to think about. You know, and even if you're not going through a faith crisis, maybe you know somebody's going through a faith crisis, you need to pass this on to them. Or maybe this can remind you of a faith crisis that you went through at what time, one time in your life. That might give you some empathy for people who are going through it now. Um... You know, I want to uh, offer myself to you, if you need help, or if you know someone who needs help, I want to make myself available to talk about what you're going through. Here's my cell phone number, 303-898-7092. You can also call Columbine United Church, 303-798-1845. Email me, Benson at me.com. You can also text me, 303-898-7092. You know, if I can't help you, I can help point you in the right direction, which is really, I believe, all you need. You need someone who can point you in the right direction. You're going to make it through this journey. I know you will. You'll make it, and there will be a multitude of us walking with you, as well as to greet you when you come to an oasis, and sometime you too will become a person who can offer someone else a cool cup of water to drink. Okay, my friends, it's been a blessing to be with you today. Be sure to read my blog. It's uh, I call it Cowboy Jesus, but it's actually Steve's Cowboy Jesus at blogspot.com spot, Steve's Cowboy Jesus at blogspot. Blogspot.com. I also posted on my Facebook page, uh, Doctor Steve Poozbens. You need to like that page. It's also posted on Columbine's Facebook page. Uh, I'm on Twitter at sPoozbenson at S. That's right. And then um, I'm on Instagram. I love pictures of your life, and I post pictures from my life as well. All right. Thank you for listening to Cowboy Jesus, the Rodeo of Life and religion.